0: Sorry, I'm fixing my mic. My pop filter fell off.
1: No, it's all good. You you fix it.
0: It always happens.
1: Let me get some water while you do this.
0: Do it. Testing, testing, testing. Get those peas. (laughs) Hey, do you think it's okay if I do the rest of the podcast from here? Uh, Yeah, I think you're good. I think you're good.
1: I like to do a little icebreaker okay. link. So, I'm gonna send one to you right now.
0: Do it. Do it. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, <laughs> it is a boat, a picture of a boat with mm-hmm. a bunch of Pikachu cosplayers, mm-hmm. but like really authentic legit Pikachu cosplayers.
1: Very good. Yeah.
0: Like probably officially licensed.
1: Maybe ten or twelve. They're, and they're on all on a boat.
0: Yeah, in boat. Down the middle of the water, and the subtitle is Dunkirk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Twenty seventeen director Christopher Nolan. <laughs> oh man.
1: I would watch this movie.
0: Well, you might get the chance. Did you hear that they're doing a live action Pikachu movie? What? Really? <laughs> yeah, this was I didn't have this planned, but this is uh this is facts. We can look it up. But not a live-action Pikachu movie like with Ash and the Pokemon, you know, trainers. Get this.
1: Oh, it's the detective thing.
0: Yes. It's Pikachu as a detective. What?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's pretty great.
0: It's like a spinoff. I don't know why they make a movie on that and not like the original source material. It's so (laughs) weird. I would even take like Fifo Goes West, but it's Pikachu and it's, he doesn't speak and it's very like Wally esque Mm Mm-hmm. I would take that over Pikachu with a Sherlock Holmes hat. Just like, gotta solve this Pokemon crime. Legendary Pictures. Legendary (laughs) Pictures is gonna do it? That's incredible. The people behind Godzilla.
1: (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so excited i hope like because they're they're doing kind of like a world yeah like with godzilla and um
0: king kong which i'm really excited for that
1: they're gonna do like kong versus godzilla right yes yeah so i'm really hoping that they're gonna just add pikachu (laughs) in the
0: mix you never know, dude. You never know. I could see it.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty great.
0: And then it turns out that, like, all the Pokemon are really just Kaijus. Oh, I see. Dude, actually, that makes, that makes way more sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's better than the official explanation, so I'm with you. Wait, what's the official explanation? I don't know. Well, that they're Pokemon? That they're pocket monsters?
0: The, the thing that I have a problem with, because I could accept if the premise of Pokemon was mm-hmm. that these are this universe's versions of animals. I'd be fine with that.
1: Yeah, but they're not. But
0: there's like normal dogs and cats and birds and, and cows and normal animals. So no, I don't I'm not cool with that. I don't co-sign that.
1: This is I don't know if you've ever seen this or not, but now that we're on this subject, there's a whole article on it. Food politics of Pokemon and in, in Modern Farmer. <laughs> this is good stuff.
0: Oh man, since Pokemon's nineteen ninety-six debut, the in-game and show and movie and manga universe has expanded significantly to give us a better picture of life in the Pokeverse. Pokiverse, One where Pokemon can be more than mere pets or fighting machines. They're competitive racers, mail carriers, genetic experiments, and of course, (laughs) lifelong companions. One question, however, remains largely unanswered. What do people in the Pokemon world eat? And how do their Pokemon friends fit into this equation? (laughs)
1: <laughs> they say in the original TV show, "Far a duck-like Pokemon was hunted to near extinction because of its delicious taste.
0: This is a great pull quote. In the Pokemon world, the farm-to-table conversation is just beginning to take shape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with this way. Stay on this Pikachu type vibe, okay, bro? Did you see this? Okay, before you click in this link, okay, any guesses as to what this cute Japanese mascot is for?
1: It's a picture of. What looks kind of like a penguin mascot. It's got little yellow legs and like a happy smiley face. But it 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 starts to change as you you go up the the penguin mascot body. <laughs> it's all pink, and then at the top, it sort of has this um, strange. <laughs> mm, I don't really know how I'm going to describe this in words verbally. It has a, a a very strange elongated top with what looks like a big red hat we'll say hat so i would guess that it'd be like some weird condiment or something like that no but it is a enema <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Uh, right isn't that great
1: mm. i don't know if i would have ever guessed that one Woof! there's a mascot for everything i guess
0: <laughs> what's your favorite mascot
1: M, mm, it's uh this guy right here.
0: <laughs> it's a picture of, uh, what is his name? Like Sparky? Izzy. Izzy.
1: Izzy, the Atlanta 1996 Summer Olympics mascot.
0: I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> is, he, <laughs> is he an actual, is he like a bug? Is he like a lightning bug? I think he's just a thing. I think he's just
1: a, yeah, nothing. Look it up on Wikipedia. The selection was originally called What Is It, not Izzy, (laughs) and was a blue tear-shaped blob with rings around his eyes and tails. He wore high-top sneakers and star-shaped pupils. His arms and legs were also short, with a toothy grin showing both rows of teeth. Just like Izzy. That's the perfect description (laughs) of what this thing is. I mean, man, it's just super 90s, though, isn't it? Look at those. Look at those sneakers. I think that it was actually illegal to draw shoes as a cartoon character <laughs> in the 1990s that weren't like the craziest high tops you could possibly come up with.
0: That's pretty true. I
1: don't know if I ever saw a single pair of shoes drawn in the 90s that weren't just as outrageous as those. So
0: You're absolutely right.
1: You know, I had his video game back in the day.
0: No. <sighs>
1: yeah, it was like a it was like an SNES game. Pull it up. I'll just send you a little screenshot here. It was bad. I'm I'm guessing. I remember as a seven or eight year old, knowing this game is bad, but I had it by God, so I had to play it.
0: Oh, it doesn't actually. It looks like Sonic. It looks like a knockoff Sonic.
1: That was that's my that's my mascot. That's my go-to mascot. Do you have a go-to mascot?
0: So it's purely nostalgic. Uh-huh. It is the. Let me pull him up. uh oh, he looks so stupid.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I still love him though.
1: The Orlando? Oh, my. Yep. The Orlando Magic Mascot.
0: Stuff the Magic Dragon.
1: Okay, so it is possibly the goofiest dragon I've ever seen in my life.
0: Absolutely. But I just love him because me and my dad and brothers would just watch Orlando Magic games. And I was, like, really young. Uh-huh. So I wasn't into, like, basketball that much. But I was, like, fascinated with this dumb green dragon.
1: Yeah, so green fur, Orlando jersey pink tiny wings pink large ears very very goofy blue hair horns that are actually little stars and then the piece de resistance for this mascot is his nose has party favor blowers
0: that was my favorite part because he would walk up to unsuspecting people Mm -hmm. and in the suit i guess you know he had the trigger or the button or whatever and they just would fly out and it was so great And I would get a kick out of it every time.
1: Each nostril has a party horn hidden away. Yeah. And that is extremely good.
0: And I almost want to say that they could work independent of each other.
1: You know what else is an extremely good mascot? Got to be in the Hall of Fame for me. This dude.
0: That's not real.
1: Oh, yeah. It's Pepsi Man. That's not real. Oh, he's real. Well, I guess he was real. I don't know if he exists anymore.
0: Wait, when?
1: That's the Japanese mascot for Pepsi. <gasps> it's a CGI superhero looking. Definitely has nothing to do with soda. It's like, uh, what are those What are those outfits called that exist these days? Oh, um, morph suit? Yeah, it's like a morph suit from back in the day. And uh, it just got the Pepsi logo on his chest. And that's that's the whole character. What else do you need? And as you are currently sending me pictures of... <laughs> He did have his own (laughs) PlayStation video game.
0: I love that he doesn't have a face.
1: No, he doesn't even need a face, bro. That's all you get.
0: Now, I wonder, I mean, there are certain uh, aspects of marketing and advertisement that make sense why they don't bring it over to the American market or vice versa. Uh But this one puzzles me because I feel like American kids would have eaten this up.
1: This is great. Please watch some of this with me. (laughs) i would never actually watched his commercials before. Give it a watch.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, it's all these commercials of him kind of just running into scenes and giving people Pepsi's. You know that hasn't really changed as a strategy for soda commercials in the last twenty years, has it?
0: Well, I mean, do they even? How do they advertise soda? I feel like Coca Cola just does like Christmas time advertisements. I never see. Granted, I don't watch TV a ton. Yeah, but how do they advertise soda these days?
1: I'm pretty sure that every every single commercial for soda ever. <laughs> Ever. And I I base this purely on the five times that I go to a movie a year and I get there before the trailers start and there's like the bad commercials, you know, Mm -hmm. they always have a Coke or Pepsi commercial and here it is. Okay. Scene interior of some building or exterior in bright sun. (laughs) People close up of their foreheads, sweat dripping down. And then they look real sad and they like wipe the sweat from their brow. And then one of them has the real good idea to go get a Pepsi or (laughs) Coke or Mountain Dew or Sprite or Dr. Pepper or, I mean, really any drink possible.
0: Yeah. Insert soda here.
1: Insert soda here. And then they get it. And then like the world is forever changed and heat no longer exists. And sweat is a thing of the past and everyone's always like dancing by the end i feel like it doesn't really matter who they are or where they were but they are now like dancing because they're so excited yeah and then that's it that's the end of the commercial oh and then they cut to a really extremely extremely close close up view of a of a can of soda and a cup full of ice and the can of soda gets poured in and it's like real refreshing and probably takes up the entire screen and that's it yeah that's it. every soda ad i've ever seen oh wait that's not true. I did once see a uh, soda commercial with Drake in it, and he just rapped a lot. That was Sprite. That was the only one that didn't have sweat, though. And I think that it went into his brain. You remember that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do remember that.
1: Doesn't he break apart? Man, Drake's really got into some stuff over the years, hasn't he?
0: Dude, he, you know what he reminds me? He reminds me of Men in Black. That guy that he's actually like a little alien.
1: Oh, yeah, the little ears came out just like that. You're so right. Dude. Huh. Do you think that he's an alien?
0: Uh, probably.
1: Okay. That's good. (laughs) That's good that we've cracked the case on BDYST.
0: We'll get, we'll get uh, Detective Pikachu on the case.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking, speaking of Detective Pikachu on the case. Let's hear it. There's something that I really want to investigate. And it is this amazing thing that I found. There's an actual article But I just want you to see these photos. Check this out.
0: This metro station has become legendary throughout China because of its bizarre appearance in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, and it's this incredible picture of just rural China. There's no real road. There's tons of grass on the sides of each side of this little station. And then it's basically this subway station, which, I mean, picture a couple of steps up and then a gate and then escalators descending what looks like into nowhere. And then the next picture is in the interior of it. And it just looks like the most futuristic Blade Runner-looking subway station I've ever seen out in Nowheresville. Which, I mean, can you imagine that cognitive dissonance?
0: Okay, so I'm having problems comprehending this. Yeah. And, like, thinking that it's the same. (laughs) Right. Isn't that crazy? And then also my brain is like, who needs to take this kind of subway to this remote of a place. right? What, I mean, there's no way that this was like the most financially responsible decision.
1: If you look at that third photo, you'll see in the background in the upper left-hand corner, a city in the distance. Yeah, so there's this huge city that this subway is actually serving. And maybe it's economically savvy, maybe not, but they think it is because what they've done is they've just built out the subway to where they expect and anticipate the city to expand over the next five or ten years.
0: Okay. In that regard, genius. Good, you know, city planning, like thinking ahead. Cool. I'm down with it.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of right now the one guy that, you know, <laughs> has to use this that lives out in the middle of nowhere and has to like go pay his power bill or his water bill every month in the city.
0: I wonder how long it'll take before it starts to decay though. Yeah. Like in the sense of Usually, you know, regular terminals are seeing thousands and thousands of people every morning, you know, in their commute and every night, every evening when they come back. So I wonder if this is going to last way longer because it's like one to two people a month, probably, Mm -hmm. maybe less. Right. Or if the elements are just going to beat it to all hell and the outside facade is going to deteriorate. The inside will be fine. But I wonder, like, the expiration rate of this terminal right and it actually
1: says that in this article it says the station's three exits only one of them is in use now are all hidden among overgrown weeds on barren land are they like getting destroyed by the nature around them is no one like really caring for them because that's wild
0: also in the third picture yeah you can see the city you see uh, closer to the terminal you see like like a wall, mm-hmm. I wonder if that is like a farm or like some kind of structure or if that was the staging environment for the construction because the grass and the foliage like does not look that disturbed for how like crazy this construction was to manage, I imagine. Right. Like, <laughs> I-, I would expect it to all be dirt and instead it's like forests.
1: Yeah, and that's actually what I was wondering too. So yeah it's this area that looks like basically a perimeter that's been barricaded off, and it looks like like a fence was built for some reason because that doesn't look like it was just made for construction. It looks like it was made for some kind of permanent implementation and I wonder if that was gonna be like a skyscraper or an apartment complex or something, and that's why they built that in the first place was because there was building happening there, and then maybe that project collapsed because yeah, that too is getting overgrown, so there's been years in between. Completion of this stuff, and I guess that this station was built in 2015, and these pictures were taken at the beginning of 2017. So, there's been years where nothing's been happening around here. That's wild,
0: that is crazy! Yeah, and yeah, there's like no construction vehicles, there's no like dirt mounds. This is wow, that's so crazy! And I wonder how long before that city reaches this station.
1: Apparently, there's just a lot of really crazy infrastructure stuff. Uh, I'll send you this picture right here. Um, the article also mentions that there is a train that actually passes through the 19th story of an apartment building in the middle of uh, a city in China. And it's this crazy. I can't be safe. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're on the 20th floor or the 18th floor, that sure has to be pretty loud. But, yeah, it's this crazy view of, uh, of a train that's, you know, raised up high above the, the street just passing clean through a apartment complex
0: uh why why not just reroute the the subway what is the (laughs) why go through a building
1: i i I can't give you those answers my friend
0: no you need to do some investigation get (laughs) pikachu on the case
1: all right give me a link
0: okay speaking of commutes so this one i made me laugh because i totally could see you doing this kind of thing
1: the man who swims to work Yes. Most people commute by bus, train, or car, but Benjamin David gets to work by plunging into Munich's Isar River. I got this video playing now, and it's this dude just, I mean, going for it. He's, he's got a good pace. Yeah, he's got a really good pace. <laughs>
0: he must be getting ridiculously fit. So wait, did he just take his clothes off?
1: Yeah. It's him on the road. And then he leaves the road, basically crawls into the bushes. It's not
0: even an official ramp.
1: And he's got he's got a pair of swim trunks and a button-up T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, he just takes that shirt off, puts it in what I'm assuming is a waterproof bag, and plunges in the river. And this river is trucking. This river's going pretty quick. I mean, I don't even think that he needs to swim that quickly.
0: In one shot, he's just floating. He doesn't even look like he's swimming. He's just floating down the river. And, yeah, he, he puts all his stuff in a waterproof bladder. And goes... Whoa, he puts his laptop in it. I wouldn't do that. That's hardcore.
1: Dude, just leave your laptop at work, my friend. Just keep that at the office, my dude. Okay. Mm. You know, you are correct. I watched this video and thought, wow, that's real weird.
0: But I'm I'm finishing the video and I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Initially it's like pretty blunt and like uh random. But it's so other and so like uh, thinking outside the box that I was just like, man, Drew would do this kind of thing. Yeah, I'm into it. Is there a river where by your house?
1: No, I mean the Sacramento River. I think that that thing would swallow me whole, and I'd never, I'd never be seen again if I jumped into that thing. Some days, uh, maybe don't try that then. Yeah, maybe not.
0: And I and I kind of identify with this guy because when I used to a couple years ago when I would commute an hour, by the by the end of like two years, I was get going mad. And so he was just like, I didn't want to stand in traffic anymore. I hated my commute. And he's like, I'm more relaxed. I I like wake up, you know, feeling better in the morning. I'm getting a little bit of exercise. So like, it makes me like, ah, maybe he's he's onto something.
1: Okay. In international news, I have an article that I've been wanting to share with you. It feels like a cousin to our favorite Tana story. <laughs> yes, bro. Did you see this? Brittany Crape Catastrophe Leads to
0: Police Call Out.
1: I feel like they could have used more C's. They, they could have. We, we could probably workshop a better uh, alliteration for this title, but...
0: Crape Catastrophe Calls Cops...
1: To Contain... Mm. We got this.
0: Crape Catastrophe Calls Cops to Contain... Cops
1: Called to Contain crepe Catastrophe.
0: There you go. See, we can do
1: it. <laughs> who, who are you, BBC News? All right. Get out of here. Yeah, I'll, I'll message the BBC and say that we, we have a better title. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is a short article. I'm just going gonna, gonna to tell you what it says. Okay. Police in a French coastal town were called because customers were angry not enough sugar was put on their crepes. The two female customers had eaten their meal and paid the bill but returned and threatened staff at the crepery in the northern village of Brittany. I'm not going to say the name of the village because it is a European name. I'm going to attempt the name of this village. Okay, let's try it. Trey Gastel? That's probably, that's probably it. That sounds right. Okay, Trey I like it. The young women were, quote, very aggressive and threatened to smash the cafe's windows. The owner and customers managed to repel the women before police arrived, which I don't really know what that means, but I like it and I like the whole story and I needed you to know that the cops were called because crepes weren't sugary enough. I want to role play this, okay? <laughs> all right, I'll be the customer, and you be the crepery, okay?
0: Okay, all right. <clears throat>
1: so, one crepe, please. Okay,
0: here you go. One crepe. I will
1: smash your windows! <laughs> I think that's how it went. Thank
0: you, thank you. This has been... Good <laughs> to see this uh, theater.
1: <laughs> so, you know i got to be honest, I don't even really like crepes that much.
0: Isn't it just like a thin pancake?
1: Yeah, that they fill full of stuff. And I had one crepe that was, wow, super good. But most crepes, not not so great. Wait, why don't you like crepes? I don't know. It's kind of a weird container. Kind of a weird container for food. A thin, eggy thing. I don't really even know how to describe it. But yeah, not, not my fave. Do you like eggs? I like eggs.
0: Do you like pancakes? It's just, it's like,
1: it's floppy. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. The best crepe I ever had, it was nice and crisp most crepes are not. They're like floppy and weird. And that's a weird thing to eat is a big floppy weird crepe. Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not on the side of the uh aggressive patrons, but these these crepes that they took a picture of, they look pretty floppy.
0: I love the caption though. A crepe about to be laden with sugar. That's right. As to make up for the past crepes. <laughs>
1: I think that the BBC was afraid that these uh these aggressive patrons were going to read the article and come after the BBC. They're like, "Don't worry." There's going to be sugar on these crepes. Uh, I got a link for you. Okay. bro, did you see this? This actually is a New York Times piece, but it's got one of the best titles I've seen in a long time. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: You'll never be as radical as this 18th century Quaker dwarf.
1: And you know what? I read it, and you won't be. I mean, I
0: believe it. His name's Benjamin,
1: though. His name is Benjamin. I thought that you'd take a kinship with that. <laughs> But I read this article about this this 18th century Quaker dwarf, and he's pretty great. Apparently, he was an anti-slave proponent. Cool, cool. I mean, hey, I'm down with that. Props. He wanted to make his opinion known. So what he did was he attended this Quaker's yearly meeting, and under his overcoat, he had a military uniform and a sword.
0: (laughs) Always got to have a sword.
1: Yeah, you got to have a sword. And he had a hollowed out book with a secret compartment into which he had tucked a tied off animal bladder filled with bright red pokeberry juice. And when it was his turn to speak, he rose to address the Quakers, many of whom had grown rich and bought African slaves. And he said, thus shall God shed the blood of those persons who enslave their fellow creatures. And he took off his cloak, raised the book above his head and plunged the sword through it. Had blood gushed down his arm blood in quotes because it was juice and made people freaking faint i'm into this
0: lay's methods made people talk about him his ideas the nature of quakerism and christianity and most of all slavery
1: yeah i talk about that
0: that's cool like the dude was like so crazy that he was starting conversations <laughs> and getting people to talk about like uh maybe we should rethink this <laughs> that's right the world's first revolutionary abolitionist who was also a dwarf i dig it
1: yeah, that's pretty great. My
0: gosh, this dude, I'm going through this article. I love little like nuggets of history like this. He asked everyone he met, which side are you on?
1: Wow. Man, can you imagine that as a conversation starter for everyone you talk to?
0: Hey, my name is Benjamin. Which side are you on? <laughs>
1: hey, nice to meet you. Real quick, which side are you on? All right, bro. Disney set to pull its content from Netflix to start its own streaming service. I did hear about this. Ah, such a bummer. Right? Yeah, on one hand, I totally get it. It makes total sense from a business perspective. On the other hand, frig, there's only so many subscription services that you can possibly subscribe to. Yeah. And we got Netflix, we got Hulu, we got... Amazon. Amazon Prime, HBO Go. Oh, yeah. Showtime. Ash. Yeah, Showtime, all of those have their own... Stars. And then if these production agencies like Disney start putting their content... I mean, Disney has everything they have. Not only Pixar and Disney, but they have ESPN, they have ABC, they have ABC Family. They said that was right? leading the yeah. charge because so, they feel
0: that sports, people are watching stuff on YouTube, but they're not watching you know, ESPN on regular cable. So yeah, ESPN was their first initial like, oh, we need to change this up. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> a New Jersey rock group named 444 have released an EP titled Jay-Z.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, I see what they did there. This group 444 has been around for a minute, I take
0: it. Yeah. And they're a prog rock outfit. I'm guessing that's like progressive rock? I don't know.
1: Yeah, progressive rock, right, right?
0: And yeah, they they like on uh on Jay-Z's album it said this is his 14th album or whatever it says, like his 13th album. And then on the top of theirs it says this is a shameless marketing technique. <laughs> Have there ever been other things like that? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's got to be.
1: Well, here's, here's a good Wikipedia. List of bands named after other performers' songs. Hmm. So Death Cab for Cutie is named after a song called Death Cab for Cutie from Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. <laughs> huh. A band called Flume Exists, made after Bon Iver's song.
0: Oh, they're really, I like them. They're like uh, house music.
1: Radiohead is based on the Talking Head song, Radiohead. Spoon is named after a song called Spoon from the band Can.
0: Uh Uh-huh, her, named after a song, Uh Uh-huh, her. It was cut from the album, Uh Uh-huh, her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good. I like that. (laughs) That's good. Lady Gaga is from Queens Radio Gaga. The Get Up Kids are after The Cure's Suburban Get Up Kids. Boys to Men is from New Edition's Boys to Men. So, hey, there's a lot of these.
0: Okay, and then the last story. CBS execs are reportedly planning to kill off Kevin James' on-screen wife, Erin okay. Hayes, and then introduce Leah Ramini. Okay, so... Wait, okay. There's there's a lot of news I have to parse. <laughs> there's a TV show okay. called Kevin Can Wait, okay. starring Kevin James. Okay, so that's a very bad title. Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, cool. Just making sure that we're on the same page. Yeah. So that Yeah, so Kevin James was... In a CBS sitcom called King of Queens. Yep. And that was like, what, late 90s, early 2000s, right? Yep. And I take it that it doesn't exist anymore because he's on a new show called Kevin Can Wait. Exactly. And I'm assuming that this is sort of the same thing.
0: So I don't know what Kevin Can Wait is about, but he has a different wife and kids. Right. Because it's a new show. (laughs) Exactly. Anyways, they're trying to recreate (laughs) in a second universe type way, King of Queens, by bringing on his King of Queens. TV wife, to become his new TV wife. So they're going to kill off his current wife. And then, fast forward, set nine months later...
1: Okay. Oh, so he can grieve.
0: For real. For real.
1: Gives him enough time.
0: (laughs) Why not a couple years? Gosh, why do you have a... Nine months is pretty short.
1: Nine months, yeah. Okay.
0: Like, to have a wife and have multiple kids.
1: So basically... Okay, so let's see. King of Queens, wasn't he like a FedEx driver or something? I probably watched two episodes of that show. Yeah, UPS, UPS. UPS, okay. So he was a UPS driver. This new show, he is a police officer. And in that show, King of Queens, he lived in Queens, right? Mm-hmm. That's got to be why it's called Queens, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: And in this show, he lives on Long Island. They're making King of Queens.
0: Basically. And okay, cool. I feel so bad for this actress that's getting killed off.
1: Yeah, poor lady. What did she do?
0: I bet you how many notes they got from like screeners and like test audiences are like where's the the lady from King of Queens? King of
1: Queens, yeah. Totally. Oof, that is that's kind of awkward. Yep. Hey, you know how I always do this thing where I make you terrified of the future?
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: You ready you ready for this week's?
0: You've been doing it a lot lately, man.
1: I know. I know. It's just what I do.
0: I mean, give it to me. I'm excited, but I'm not.
1: (laughs) All right. Bro, did you see this?
0: Are you kidding me? (laughs) Biohackers encoded malware in strand of DNA.
1: (sighs) That is some extremely tech dystopian stuff right there. I love it. It says, when biologists synthesize DNA, they take pains not to create or spread a dangerous stretch of genetic code that could be used to create a toxin or worse, an infectious disease. But one group of biohackers has demonstrated how DNA can carry a less expected threat, one designed to infect not humans nor animals, but computers. So get this. This is what happens, right? There are these programs or these, these machines that are DNA sequencers that read the genetic material and kind of discover the the DNA genome that's within it right mm-hmm. and what these biohackers did was they basically embedded a code inside of that DNA so what it would do was basically as that computer read the DNA what it was reading was not the DNA but a computer program
0: a virus oh my gosh
1: that would basically yeah boot a virus onto the computer and hostily take over the entire machine.
0: That is so scary. Oh my gosh. Pretty
1: wild. I really love that, and I think that that is something special, man.
0: Oh my gosh, that is terrifying. I love how you're, like, all cool with this. You're like, this is fascinating.
1: This article's downplaying how terrifying this is. They're like, yeah, don't worry. it This won't, this won't matter for, like, five years.
0: Five years is nothing.
1: <laughs> Smash cut to five years later. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, like, if I would have heard that. Can't you see that in, like, a bad episode of CSI or something? Ugh. The hackers put the code in the DNA. You know, I'd be like, what? That doesn't really... That doesn't make sense, you know? That's what you would say. But, hey, man, this is a CSI cyber episode that the writer's room said. That doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> no, that's, that's too unrealistic, you know?
0: Bow Wow had to deliver these lines.
1: Bow Wow said, no, I can't do that. But, no, it's real. Thanks, Drew. Oh, don't worry, bro. I got even more for you. Oh, no. Here's another Here's another article. Ugh. This one's called, AI is inventing languages humans can't understand. <gasps> should we stop it
0: oh no i saw i saw this briefly i didn't i didn't read the article but
1: there is a screenshot of Mm -hmm. a computer like white text on black background do you see that yeah yeah okay so uh we gotta we gotta read this out loud so i'll be bob and you'll be alice all right so two (laughs) ais having a chat you ready two artificial intelligences named bob and alice Okay. are talking to each other we're set to talk to each other <clears throat> and this is what they said okay
0: this is bro did you see <laughs> this is bro
1: did you see this theater yeah
0: another episode of bro <laughs> did you see this theater
1: <laughs> i didn't mean to make this recurring but man it really works that well oh, it does bob i can i i everything else dot 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 dot
0: Alex. balls have zero to me 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> you i everything else Dot,
0: Balls have a ball. To me, to me,
1: to me, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me. I, I, can, I, I, I. Everything else. Dot,
0: dot, 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 Balls have a ball. To me, 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 to me. I. That's all Bob got to say that time. Balls have zero to me to me to me to me to me to me to me.
1: You I I I I everything else. Okay. I'm gonna stop this now. Balls
0: have zero to me to me to me to me to me to me to me.
1: Oh god, Ben has been hacked. Ben is now Alice. The DNA has been exploited.
0: Balls have zero to me to me to me to me to me. What the heck?
1: So apparently, yeah, this is a Facebook experiment that they were they were doing.
0: Facebook, you're going to create Skynet. Stop.
1: I know. I know. Facebook. Facebook, of all people. They they created these two AIs that were supposed to speak to each other in English. So it was sort of this, I, I imagine, this kind of neural net thing where, hey, let's teach these robots to interact by making them interact with each other. And we'll see what they what they say and what kind of conversations they can possibly have. But what happened is they stopped speaking in English. And they started speaking essentially in their own language where they reappropriated English words to have different meaning. And it, it seems sort of binary, right? You know, where ones and zeros can mean different things in different sequences. Yeah, yeah. Well, in this case to me, to me, to me, to me, to me means something different than you know, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me. Like the amount of times that you say it means something different. Yeah, yeah. The problem isn't even necessarily that they started creating their own language. The problem is that we don't know what they're saying <laughs> what they're saying.
0: Well, okay, okay. Let's, let's talk about this. Are they even saying anything at all?
1: I mean, I don't know. I think that's the, the fact that it might be a conversation <laughs> is kind of of note itself, isn't it?
0: Why? <sighs> Stupid. Stop. Just stop. Oh, man.
1: Stupid Facebook.
0: Facebook is sky. By night. the way,
1: it's not just Facebook. It's called Facebook AI Research, which is the acronym FAIR. So FAIR sounds like somebody that would destroy the world, don't you think? Yeah. Hey, man, if it's not the biohackers getting into your DNA, it's going to be the chat robot Waiting for you in your Gosh. Facebook messenger.
0: How would you send either of those?
1: I'm sorry. But now you know. <laughs> Isn't it better?
0: Knowledge is power. No, not at all. Oh, no? <laughs> oh, I thought it was.